0: Hello, Mama. I hope you are having a glorious day as always. It is dreary and rainy again over here. I don't... I should just see it coming at this point, but it, it, yesterday ended in sunshine, so I was really hoping maybe today would be sunny. We'll see what happens this afternoon, but it's not looking good, um, but I am really excited to be sitting here with you, still dealing with some sick kiddos, so uh, just having this space to, to talk to you is such a light in my life, so thanks for listening. I don't say that enough, but it really means the world for you to be here. I can't tell you like how, how much it truly means to me. It, makes me uncomfortable sometimes thinking about people listening, but <laughs> I know ultimately it's God's gifts at work. And so I just have to look back to that. And I'm just so grateful for uh, just hearing all of the continual encouragement in the Facebook group or messages you send me. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for you. So thank you for being here. I am so excited also to dive back into our episode today. Uh, something that I just am pretty passionate about is trying to slow down the pace of life. I don't know about you. And by the way, if you haven't listened to the first episode of this, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. This is a part two of this, but I have just felt like the speed of life just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. And I know part of that is just, you know, we've added children to our home and, you know, as you add things, it it takes away time. So it speeds things up, but there's just this sense as well in the world that it's like, it's almost like the earth is revolving faster, which doesn't even make sense. But it feels like that. And even other people have, have noticed that. And so I am so determined to not just let my life just fly in front of me, but to be present and grab hold of it and make the most of it with experiencing joy and serving God and raising amazing kids and enjoying God's presence and enjoying my husband and all of it. Like I, I want all of it and I'm, I'm not willing to sacrifice any of it. And so to do that, and kind of I got to slow things down a little bit and I really got to pick and choose where I invest my time because there there's so many goals that I have that I believe God has given me. And and they're so important to me. Like I said, I'm not willing to let go of any of them. And so in order to fulfill all of those goals and to step into that kind of life, I have to be kind of ruthless in what I cut out and what I'm getting rid of in my life, whether that's events, sometimes that even can be people. Now that's a little more nuanced there, but you know, it just depends what that looks like. We won't go into that today. Um, but also things, that's what we're going to talk about today, as well as distractions, um, which might you also might call rest, <laughs> depending on who you are and where you're at. Um, and we're going to talk about that as well today. And so I am just constantly trying to get rid of things, get rid of things in my schedule, get rid of things in my home, just free up time so that I can do all that I believe God has called me to do and do it well which I feel like I'm, I'm not even there yet. Like as much as I keep eliminating and trying to like hone our schedule and figure all of this out, I, I still feel like I have so far to go in terms of really being able to do everything well. Like I, I feel like right now so much is slipping through my fingers. Like um, this this business, this podcast, all of that I'm doing here, there's so much more I want to do. There's so much more vision I have. And it's, it's hard just to maintain it sometimes, And uh, but I want to expand it. And so, you know, that's hard. And then ministry, service at my church on on volunteer staff, like that's so important to me. And there's so much more I want to invest there and ways I want to show up in a greater capacity. And that is challenging as well. And so, and then uh, also family, which comes before all of that, obviously, but my marriage, like there's always, you know, more ways that we could show up for each other there. That's a challenging one in this season, but it is of the utmost importance, Uh, more important than my kids and I's relationship. I talk about that a lot. And then with my kids, of course, I want to show up more for them. And then, of course, myself, getting like the sleep I need, uh, the nutrition I need, the exercise I need, right? There's so many. And then my time with God, of course. Um, there's, again, so much, so much that I want to do. And so in order to do all of those things well, that requires a lot of cutting out it requires me to edit my life in a way that um, might feel not always great and maybe even other others might disagree with how you edit it but ultimately you and god are the editors you and the holy spirit working together to edit your life. And so that's my encouragement to you today as we lean into these topics. Do this with the Holy Spirit. Let him speak to you and guide you and show you where he wants you to to cut things off or back or just for a season or or what that looks like or how to organize things better in terms of schedule or whatever it is. Let him speak to you. Let him guide you and lead you. I know, even like right now, we're we're in the middle of trying to revamp what my schedule looks like, so that when the kids are sick, and you know, and we don't have childcare, it doesn't all have to fall apart. And I'm reading this really exciting book that I, I want to share more with you about later. But it's just really helping me rethink what our schedule looks like and and how to parent in different capacities. And so, like that is something the Holy Spirit led me to in a couple of different ways. And but it's, it's exactly what I needed in this moment to help me figure out how to do these things well, because something, I've probably shared it with you, but I heard it somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but our calling and our parenthood, our motherhood is not at odds with each other. They're not at odds with each other. So if you feel like you're struggling to fulfill your calling because your kids are getting in the way or vice versa, like that's not what God has for you. And yeah, vice versa as well. If you feel like all you can do is take care of these kids and you can't possibly imagine stepping into something more, then then that's not all that God has for you. Now, I do believe sometimes... People are called to be stay-at-home moms in certain seasons, and you know, within that, there are things that God's going to call you to beyond your family because we're called to be the light. And so, figuring out what that looks like, but you know, that that is possible. But I'm not talking necessarily about those people that feel called to do that. It's more like I can't. There's no way I could possibly step into uh, this this thing that I know God has for me to do because I have no time. And that is who I'm speaking to. God has more for you. If, if he's calling you to it, he'll make a way, but you have to ruthlessly edit your life. Which at first can kind of feel uncomfortable and like scary. Like I don't want to edit this out. What what happens when I do that? But I promise you, once you get rolling with it, you're gonna just want to edit everything out, and you kind of have to pull yourself back and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Not everything has to go." And I'm talking in terms of things in our home as well as events and and different distractions and things we're involved in. All of it, you're gonna to have to reel yourself back at some point because once you start feeling that freedom that comes and the peace that comes from editing your life, it feels. So amazing. Um, and hey, before we jump in, I just want to remind you I think most of you know, but if you haven't heard, uh, I have an academy. For you. It's called the Healed Mama Academy. It is a 12-month process where I coach you weekly and help you really heal yourself so that you can show up as the mom you are created to be and the wife you're created to be, the daughter of the king you're created to be. It's really not all about motherhood. It's really about healing you and why it's called Healed Mama Academy is because I'm talking to mamas here and ultimately when we're in the middle of motherhood, that's where we kind of come face to face with what's inside of us, you know we can often slip through a lot of our life uh kind of getting away with not dealing with some of the wounds we have had created inside of us and not dealing with some of the destructive ways that we cope with our feelings but when we're mothers it kind of all comes to the surface we don't really have an option And so that's why I think this is such a beautiful time to kind of dive into this is because you're seeing this play out in your day. You're seeing yourself end up yelling at your kid again or your spouse again, or you're seeing yourself filled with anxiety all of the time. Whatever that looks like for you, maybe you're numbing with TV, alcohol, um, pornography, like whatever it is, you're seeing these things play out and you know that it's not what you're called to to do. That's not what your your life is called to be. And so I created an academy and it's now 12 months long. Now that doesn't mean that you have to show up every single week for coaching. The beauty of the 12 months is that there's some flexibility. And so if you go on vacation, it's okay. If you um you know if you aren't able if you're only able to show up every other week, that's great. But there is content, video content you go through during the week and then there's some complimentary worksheets that you go through as well and then we come together for group coaching, which is such an amazing experience. Everyone that that goes into it loves it because they see the power in sharing our stories and being in it together. And there's also a community Facebook group, private student Facebook group for you to uh, get accountability, get to know each other, all of those things. So I would love to have you there if you know that it is time for something different if you know you that you're ready for a change that you don't want to keep living this way that you finally want to face everything you've been feeling all of the the bad ways you've been acting and you're just done with it come and join me i'd love to have you there you can find out more details and apply at morningmama.gr8 as in the number 8.com gr number 8 not not the number sign just just the number eight.com. you can also find the link in the show notes um and I'm also working on revamping that landing page that talks all about the academy cuz right now it's not the prettiest thing so if you go in there and you're like oh I don't know about this <laughs> I'm I'm in process and this is I'm, I'm making like a temporary one that looks a lot better um, but then hopefully I will be having um, some more exciting stuff happen where there's going to be a more beautiful one in the very near future so all of that is exciting but anyways I would love to see you there. Come join me for the Academy. And I just love getting to dive into your life and getting to know who you are and what your life looks like. And having an outside perspective of someone to speak encouragement and life into you and help you navigate the ups and downs of motherhood is, there is no price for that. Like that, it is priceless. Um, it, it's going to move you forward so much in your life. So come check it out, morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. And the link is in the show notes, and I hope that you will apply, and I'll see you over there. All right, well, let's jump in without further ado to today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for, Right, mama so excited to continue this conversation and I'm just gonna jump right in here um, I we are gonna the next part we're gonna talk about Are the things in your life? The last episode, we talked about the people, the events, trying to work through our core values to figure out what needs to be eliminated, what needs to be held to. And now we're going to talk about things. And now I am not an expert in decluttering or organization by any means. However, I have become a student of it in the past. I mean, basically, since I became a mom um, and realized that I had to get some stuff together because, man, the kids have a lot of stuff. Um, And so, since then I've been, you know, diving into so many different people and learning so much about how to do this. And I've really, uh, I really learned to love and appreciate this process. And so I want to encourage you today to kind of just dip your toe in this a little bit, Uh, Maybe if you you haven't explored home organization and minimalism, not full on minimalism, I'm definitely not there, but more of a minimalistic attitude toward things, a perspective on it where we don't need everything. Your kid does not need every toy in the world. You do not need every item of clothing in the world. You don't need every kitchen wear, whatever. (laughs) There is so much that we're surrounded by uh, for most of us in our culture where we don't and really need it. And something I want you to think about today is that the things that we own, they don't when we when we buy them, that's not the only cost you know, we, we have that initial cost when we purchase them, but there is an ongoing cost that happens when we own something. Uh, we have to take care of it. We have to clean it. We have to keep it organized. We have to keep it, make sure it's working. We have to find a home for it. We have to pick pick it off the floor, right? Depending on what it is or if it's your child's, like there is an ongoing cost. Every single item in your home, there is an ongoing cost. And so when we're looking at at this and we're looking at our life and wanting to slow things down, wanting to find more time for the things that really matter, we need to think through what in our life is is t- just taking, right? That, that the cost that it brings to your life is more than the value that it brings. Because ultimately, we're not going to throw out everything that has a cost uh, because Every item we own has some kind of cost, even if it's just square footage in our home. But, but those things that we want to keep, it's because they bring more value than they cost. And so that's something I kind of want you to, to keep in the back of your mind as you think about going through this process in your home is, is the value that this thing brings to my life greater than the cost that it brings? And to kind of see it as a, a, like that kind of scale, give and take scale that you're going to look through the eyes of. And, and I want you to to do, I encourage you to after this, go and do some decluttering. And I'm going to talk about kind of how I've done that in the past and people that have encouraged me and inspired me to, to know how to do that or know what to do. Um, but I, I would think if you feel what I feel in terms of the world speeding up and feeling like you have no time, like you you just can't manage it all, my guess is that a big portion of that might just be the things that are in your home. And you know, even just like, think about it, things on your kitchen counter. If you go to clean, you got to lift each of those things up to clean under, or you need to clean over them because they're covered in splattered oil, right? There's all of those things. There's the toys, of course, that get strewn everywhere. And as much as we can teach our kids to do it, usually, at least the the ages my kids are at, there's some going back that I have to do to reorganize or things they miss. And obviously there's more teaching I need to do with that, but you know, there there is a cost to that. And some days I just don't want to put the effort into having them clean it up. And so I do it right. Or, or even just, seeing the cost of saying, okay, guys, we're taking this chunk of time to clean this up. That's a cost in your day, right? We could be outside playing instead of cleaning up these toys. And, and so the less toys you have, the less that's going to happen. And yes, toys, toys are going to be a big topic because we're moms and the culture we live in really, really emphasizes toys. And the book I keep referencing about, um, it's, it's helping me even more than I have before. Just see the value in, in eliminating, eliminating a lot of those toys. Like there's really not a lot of reasons you need a lot of toys. Truly, it actually uh, negatively impacts your kids when you have too many toys. And I just know when I, my schedule is busy, when, when my days are full, when my, my mind is full, like clutter has been shown to increase anxiety to decrease concentration it has a physical impact on our bodies. And so when there is too many things in our home, that is leading to that feeling of not having a, enough time, of, of feeling feeling like you're not in control of your life. And so this is something you really need to get a hold of if you want your life to look different. If you don't wanna just keep feeling like you're just getting through life or, or that even that life is like pulling you along, you've gotta get the things in your home under control. So, you know, we we had some homework in the last episode, and I encourage you to take notes on this too and and carve out some time to do some purging in your home and just feel the impact it has. Like, and this is kind of like what I was saying with, you know, eliminating things from your life and your time. Once you start rolling with it, it's gonna feel so good. You're wanna gonna wanna get rid of everything. And really it's that's okay get rid of more than you think you might there There have been moments I have regretted getting rid of something but honestly those are few and far between and overall I feel like I can't purge enough like we purged before like a few months before we moved um, and then I purged as I was packing and then I purged when we moved into our new home and now uh, it's been what five months since no seven months Eight months <laughs> since we moved in, <laughs> time, um, and I'm purging again, and it just it it is mind blowing to see how often this needs to happen, and it really it honestly kind of disturbs my soul a little bit just thinking of the waste, and you know we donate most of it, uh, besides the things that can't be donated, but just you know, knowing like the money that was wasted, the, the time that was wasted. Now, you also want to see, and, and this is why I encourage you to kind of go and dive into um, another uh, author, whoever that is good at, like really an expert in this field, because they'll talk you through some of the psychology behind it. But something that really helped me from, I think it was from Marie Kondo that I kind of learned this idea, is that when you receive a gift from someone, like once you receive it, that is already enough. Like you received that gift, it brought you gratitude because you thought, "Wow, they thought of me." You received that gift and and were able to enjoy that moment of receiving it, even if it wasn't something that you really wanted. Like you you had that special experience with them. The gift, it it, it already served its purpose. It it showed you the love that person had for you. Now if it's not serving that purpose anymore, you don't need to hold on to it forever. Like actually the person that gave it to you wouldn't want that for you because if, if it's just bringing you down and, and making you feel tired and, and having to clean it up and it, you feel kind of resentful every time you see it because you're like, oh, why do I still have this thing? Then ultimately like that, that gift is not serving its purpose of love anymore. And so it's actually beneficial to get rid of it. Now I know not every gift giver would feel that way. So you don't necessarily need to communicate that to them you probably don't need to communicate that to them. <laughs> but just to like to, to be able to do this process without that guilt. And if that's something you struggle with, I really do encourage you to go and listen to Marie Kondo, Ali Kazaza, um, Chelsea Joe, All of those people can help you walk through this. There's also just amazing podcasts out there. Like I know Minimal-ish is one I, I listened to for a minute. Um, there's so, so many resources out there these days. But go and go and dive into that just so you can kind of wrap your mind and heart around this issue because it is something that will steal your time, your your energy, and and doesn't actually lead to anything positive. And so it is something you need to work through. And I know that can be challenging, but once you do get some momentum, you're gonna want to do this all the time. Because truly it's like, I just, I don't even know where all this stuff comes from. It just, it scares me. <laughs> like how, how is there more to purge? It's it's just disturbs me. And it's probably because I just more and more see the need for less. And you know, before I kind of was a little more relaxed about it and I was okay with more toys and I was okay with, you know, certain things. And, and now that as I get older and as I have more kids, right. And my schedule is fuller, I just see the importance of less. Um, and so that's, I think why there's just always more to purge. So I encourage you to dive in on this journey. Um, so just some like quick tips, if, if you um, just want to get started today and then you can kind of go and learn more from these people that I reference. Um, but this is kind of how I do it is go room by room. And this, this helps me because then I don't take on the whole house at once, which is definitely not doable because often too, and my husband will tell you about this, <laughs> this creates a mess. This this before it gets better, it's going to get worse um, because you're going to want to and go into a cupboard, go into a closet, go into shelves, wherever it is, and basically pull out everything because you kind of have to touch it again to see, do I want this? is this in good shape? Is this serving me still? You have to kind of touch it and then you have to put it in a pile of like keep, donate, throw away. And as you do that process, you're having to get it all out from there and so it does make a giant mess. And the challenge of motherhood is that often like I'll be interrupted in the middle of that and I have to go wipe a butt and then start dinner and so then I go back and I'm like, "Oh, yep, there's all of that." And so it does create some chaos, but it's a worthy kind of chaos. Um, Um, and, and so just do a small project at first, like start easy, but go and, and just edit that and, and go through that thinking through that lens of, is this bringing more value to my life than it's taking away? And one of the things that helped me when I did some of my, um, especially the early days of trying to go more minimal, I definitely am not minimal. Believe me, come to my house, you will see, but moving in that direction, um, I would listen to Ali Kazaza. She has a book. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I'm sure you can find it. It's like her main book on home and purging and organizing and all of that. And I just would... Put, do the audiobook, pop my earbuds in while I'm purging. Now, sometimes I'd have to pause it because I would really have to think through okay, do I want this? Do I need this? You know, is it serving me? All of that kind of stuff. So I would at times have to pause it and, and be present. But a lot of times I was able to listen to it while I was doing this work. And it really inspired me because she would walk, she walks through every kind of area of your house and kind of helps you think through the lens of like, do I need this? Like one of the examples I can remember is going through your makeup drawer and she talked about how most of the old makeup is probably expired and you need to toss it because I know so many of us can keep like half, empty makeup things thinking someday I'll use this, or I don't want to throw this out. I I paid money for it, but ultimately at this point it's expired. So let's toss it. Um, and so she, she just kind of walks you through all of those kind of little nuances that just helps you kind of frame how you see that room, how you see the items in that room and really kind of cast this vision for what it can feel like. Because right now, if, if you're not good at this, it's going to feel chaotic. You're going to be constantly reorganizing, constantly cleaning, or just constantly searching in the chaos, searching through it to find what you're looking for. All of that is a waste of time, energy, focus. And the the vision she casts is how it can be peaceful and and beautiful, right? And, and so this then will, this space, as you perch through it and and organize it, it's going to add value to your life because it's a place that's peaceful or at least won't subtract from your life. And so there, there's some more minutes, right? Because that's what I'm constantly thinking about. I like, how do I get more minutes? How do I get more minutes? What can I eliminate? What can I do to get more minutes back in my day? Because right now, every minute of every day is full. To the brim. Now, now that doesn't mean I don't rest. That's often full with sleep. That's full with my time with God. That's full with my work. That's full with my kids. Right? Sometimes that's full with rest in in varying capacities, like reading. Sometimes TV. Not often, but sometimes. Right? But but every minute is designated for a certain, a certain thing. And so I'm constantly like, how do I do this better? And organizing our homes and getting rid of things is one way that we can get our time back. And obviously there's a cost at first, because you're going to have to take the time to go and do this and create the mess that I'm talking about. But ultimately that will bring return back to your life. Okay. So so just some other quick tips that have helped me is yeah, go room by room, put your ear pods in with someone that's going to help. Another great inspiration for me, I kind of mentioned it before, but Marie Kondo, um, I know most of you probably know that she did a Netflix series, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, I feel like it was during covid Um, and I don't know, there's just a handful of episodes, but for me, it was so inspiring like to see people's lives and homes before and after, and like just the mentality she brings to it all. Um, and I ended up listening to some of her books as well, and I didn't love every single bit of it, but most of it was just so helpful for me. And just in terms of casting that vision in terms of how to, to see things differently, her big thing too, and another filter that you can use is does this spark joy, like holding up something and does it spark joy in you? Um, And I've heard different takes on this. Like, you know, it could, because sometimes, you know, a pot that we need to boil water is not going to spark joy. So like you could, you can have different filters. Like, is this useful? Is this, you know, like the one I shared before, is this adding more value to my life than it's taking? But that's just another filter to add to your repertoire as you are going through your items and just thinking through what you want in your life. Like, think about it. Like, what do you want in your life? Are you choosing to have this part of your life? Like if your life was a museum that people were going to go to and experience, like, would this be part of it? Would this be a key part of it? Like, do you want to choose to have this as part of your life? Okay. You get the idea. Um, just some quick things, um, on toys. Um, I, and yeah, if you go into these people, you're going to hear a lot about this. So, make sure you do that. But just real quickly, uh, research tells us that kids um, actually play for longer and are more creative when they have less toys. And the less structured the toys, the better. So the, the ones that make a lot of noises and sounds and um, you know aren't, they're kind of more specific. They only have like one task to them. Those are going to make them less creative and, and actually not have them focus as well. Um, and so, the the less toys you can have in an environment and the more open-ended toys you know more like legos or Magnetiles, things like that that kind of allow them to be creative in that space that's gonna help them learn and grow and even just stay focused on play for longer which i know we all love that idea (laughs) okay so just just to keep that in the back of your head when you're feeling guilty maybe about throwing toys away or feeling like you need to buy your child this new toy You know, I've come across moms that every time they go to Target feel like they need to buy a toy for their child. And um, that actually, I think you know, I don't want to go as far as saying it's harmful because we're all doing the best we can, but I don't think it's benefiting the kid. Um, I think they're learning that they should buy like whatever, you know, buy what they want every time they go somewhere. Um, I think that's those toys are cluttering, cluttering up their life. I know the intention behind it is pure love and wanting to just like love on your kids in the best way you know how and I so get that but I think sometimes our attempts at love in, in many areas of our lives are misguided and there's better ways to do it and so just just to be thinking through that like is this really helping my child become who they were created to be um, and so just, yeah, going through your toys. Um, some other things to think through, both in your toys as well as other items in your house, but I know kind of toys are the big one that gets strewn around, at least in our house, um, is what are, What am I constantly picking up? Now, this can go either way. Like if you're constantly picking it up, it might mean that it is something that's played with a lot and is is a A good thing that you want to have around and that's great but sometimes it's like just the random toys that they touch for a second and then they're done with it and it gets left wherever and you you know you've seen this in action and so like you every time you pick it up that costs you something every time you ask your kid to pick it up that costs you something so is that item really worth keeping in your home And so just to, just to think through that lens, um, what are you, what, what items are never getting touched. So going into your closet, right? This is good for clothes. Like, what have you not worn? I'm sure you've heard this and what, not what, what have you not worn in six months or a year? Um, and if you really need to push it, like you can go up to like a year and a half, but like, if you haven't worn it in a year, that means you've gone through every season. You need to get rid of it like there's no point in having it there. Um toys as well, like what toys are not getting touched and if you have younger, you know, kids coming up that, you know, they're not at the right age yet, but they're going to be, then stow them away. Don't just keep them out forever because it's just going to create more clutter and chaos. And also probably make sure it's something you really, really love for your kids because ultimately there's going to be more birthdays. There's going to be more Christmases. That's the thing. Like there's always more coming in. And so only keep the things that you absolutely adore and you want your kids to be blessed by in the future. Okay. And then the last question I have for you to ask yourself is what annoys you to no end? (laughs) Like what are the toys that drive you absolutely crazy. And usually these involve noise, which I just talked about is not great for kids anyway. So just get rid of them. Like, it's okay. Just give yourself permission. Or you know what? Grandparents seem to have a much higher tolerance for these toys (laughs) so often. Actually, that's what I do is I give them to my parents who like, you know, they don't want to spend money on toys. They're not getting these gifts, you know, like, like I'm getting constantly gifts for my kids. Um, and so they love taking them and I'm like, this is great. Like they get to enjoy them. The grandparents' house can be that lad house. Thank you, mom and dad for taking these toys. Both of them are listening. <laughs> I love that they get to be used, just not in my home. Um, so just get, donate them to the grandparents, but like, don't let that, like we as parents, the less things that can, can trigger us and, and get like, overstimulate us the better because we are fighting so hard to be grounded and patient and so if if there's a toy that's really just like rearing us up like getting us going then that is not a blessing to anyone like our kid does not need us to be in that state so get rid of it okay and and there's different ways to do this you can do it with or without your kids I think there is some good in doing it with your kids and teaching them how to do this and helping them walk through this process Um, I've done it both ways sometimes I'll do it with my son you know, cause he's a little older and we'll, we'll do it together. And he's actually pretty good at getting rid of stuff. Um, and then sometimes I just kind of, sometimes I'll put things in a cupboard for, uh, an undetermined amount of time to see if they miss them. And when they don't miss them, I throw them away. <laughs> That's a little, little hack for you there. You know, just in case if it's like something they really are missing, I'm like, okay, I can give that back to you if it really meant that much to you. Um, but most of the time, actually every time I've tried this, they do not miss those items. So something for you to try if there is something you are uncertain about. Um, and then also people love doing, I haven't tried this, but I want to try it someday, toy rotations so that they have fresh toys um, continually that, that are going to interest them more. So you, you have like just a very low number of toys out and then you rotate that every week or so. Um, I haven't tried that one, but I think it would be cool. But, um, all that to say, we're going long and we're going to do a third episode on all of this slowing down because I am clearly passionate on this. We're going to talk more in the next episode about the distractions in our life. And I do think that deserves a whole episode. So I'm excited to do that. But just my last question for you is why are you holding on to these things? They're taking up your precious time. Do they, do you really need them? Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for the gift of life. God, I thank you for, um, just, the the days you've given us the years you've given us the minutes in a day lord and i pray that you would help us to use every one of those wisely god that we wouldn't waste it on things that don't matter things that distract us things that steal from us and our family god and i pray you'd give us eyes to clearly see what those things are even when it's something silly like toys god that we sometimes can fall into culture's idea of what what kids need. And God, that's not always what you say they need. And so God, I just pray you would help us to see clearly how we can take back our hours so that we can live the lives we're called to live, God. And I just rebuke any any thoughts of shame, any lies of shame that are coming on any of these mamas. And I just pray that your truth would seep into her heart and she would know she's an amazing mama and that you are gonna lead and guide her into greater purpose and calling, and you've chosen her for this task. God, we love you, and we just praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more Mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more Mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.